Hi, this is Stu from Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. What you're about to hear is our live show on Saturday at Orcon 2020. This is a convention show. They're a little different than the regular shows. Not as much advice, but you do get some lessons learned, and also you get to hear about a large number of games that got run on Friday and Saturday at the convention. Hope you enjoy it. And this is our live studio audience. Yay! Allegedly. Allegedly. And how's this side of the house doing? That way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and starting over there at the end, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. I'm Burke. Yeah, I'm Chris. Yeah. I'm Kadeve. <laughs> and Mo. Yeah. Okay, see, I've got problems now. <laughs> All right. I got problems. So we're going to be talking about the games that got run and the games that got played today and yesterday and uh, we have someone who wants to come up first special guest first RP- first RPG all right <laughs> now you're on camera now I'm on the camera like halfway okay all right <laughs> is he helping and what, what what's your first name my name's Ruby and how old are you I'm 13. And I've heard you played your first RPG today? Yes. What did you play? <laughs> it's called The Fall of Magic. Oh. And what did you think of it? Um, it was really cool because I'm really into writing stories. And so it was fun making up my own characters. Cool. Awesome. And uh, what, what was your favorite thing that happened in the game? Um, that we like were able to choose what path we wanted to go down to what adventure we wanted to go to cool awesome now is that is that was that really your favorite thing or is that just the first thing that came to your mind first thing that came to mind really (laughs) (laughs) all right anything now now what did you think about role-playing games um it's interesting it's different from like um card games and stuff that what i usually play you can do it again yes Excellent. Thank you very much. You want to say anything else about your first RPG experience? Um, uh, I don't know. No. Okay. okay. That's fine. I don't know is a perfectly good answer. Thank you very much and congratulations and welcome to the hobby. And who, did anyone here... Oh, you got a rose. A chocolate rose. And did anyone here uh, run anything like in the afternoon on Friday that they want to talk about? King. Friday? Oh, Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got one? Go. Yeah. I ran uh, Guns and Sharks, which is a uh, lasers and feelings hack uh, to play out all of your deep blue dreams. Um, you, are, you are the crew of the GNS uh, underwater research station and Dr. Mako has fallen ill. Dr. Mako? Dr. Mako. I don't know. Your damn boss, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. It was a game I wrote, uh, I don't know, it was like two years ago and never played and never play tested and then I ran it at Games On Demand it went swimmingly. <laughs> it's a shark game. I had... That's the, uh, that's the dirty secret about us game designers. We just put it out there and go, oh, it worked. Playtesting is for editors. 
<laughs> Playtesting is for editors. Is there any uh, d- any lessons learned from this uh, this this playtest? <laughs> um, so the the way that lasers and feelings works is you you have two stats, lasers, and f- actually you have one stat, which is a number between two and five. You roll one d six, and if you roll above, you roll you get lasers, and if you roll below, you get feelings. So if you try to do something that's feelings, you roll feelings. You try to get under your number. Try to do something that's lasers, like fighting or whatever. You try to roll over. Guns and sharks are not a very good dichotomy. (laughs) Especially in shark movies where sharks is also like science and uh, passion and guns is like cool, cold, calculating and everyone just wants to do passionate science on sharks. Why aren't sharks cold and calculating? I mean... It's really about the scientists rolling sharks. Because in a shark movie, the scientist is like, they're the one that goes too far. And so you're going to roll sharks. Like the company person, the one who shows up with the guns and is like, I've had enough of these sharks on this damn research station. Uh, (laughs) They're the one that rolls guns, but everyone went like, we had a shark psychologist. We had... We had the, like, engineer who was in love with their ship, their, their research sub, and we had... Um, totally platonic Totally platonic relationship. The, uh, the lab assistant's name was Moon something. They were, they were, like, the most hippie, chill person there. And also, uh, the player was unique and was able to do the best AI accent. Like, they, they would... Anytime the AI was supposed to do something, they would jump in counting down like they would they would come in with the ai so that was that was so perfect but yeah guns and sharks not a great dichotomy <laughs> excellent anyone here play it that wants to talk about it <laughs> the panel would like a, oh my <laughs> who are you and what do you do that makes you famous hi that's good. I feel better like this. It was a little awkward before. Yeah, I'm Jason. I uh, I made a game called Demigods. I played Guns and Sharks to yesterday. Yesterday. That's what happened. The passage of time. <laughs> it's wild. Um, and I was uh, Dr. Jex White, uh, the uh, shark psychologist in question, who's. <laughs> Whose only goal was to learn how to merge a shark and a human life form, and I succeeded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we merged, and I, I have to say, I've never found a game that would let me merge a human and a shark life form since TMNT in the '80s. <laughs> and I was really happy with how that happened. So, Guns and Sharks. I don't know if it's a bad dichotomy. It's it's like fights and fights, but. <laughs> But but it worked, yeah. so good job. <laughs> Thanks, I really appreciate it. Also, I needed. I mean, we all are seeing the double red plaid, right? Where is that? Okay. That's the new convention uniform. It used to be t-shirts with with uh, cargo shorts. Now there, it's plaid shirt. Lumberjacks in there, okay. I, I was looking at old pictures. I was I was in those cargo shorts five years ago. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, any anyone else? Oh, yeah. Eric, come on up. Yay! Yay! 
convention organizer, legend, Eric Aldrich. How are you, sir? You bring me, right. Oh, did you bring me an envelope of money? Yes, yeah, something like that. Excellent. So how's it going? It's going well, thank you very much. Step back, step back, step, step back. back. Look Which forward. way? Shins against the... Look, I'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so welcome to OrcCon 2020. <laughs> I am here to announce uh, that this, unless something, like we fall off a cliff tomorrow, this will easily be our largest show we've ever run. Um, it's scary what today was like. So uh, we're just very... Pr- Oh, I can't get much. Yeah, old is right. Thank you very much. Anyway, I wasn't convicted. Okay. <laughs> oh, something like that. Anyway, I want to thank you all. This has been the largest Orcon we've run. In fact, the largest show we've run, unless it falls off the cliff tomorrow, in which case it won't be. But hey, so we finally we finally hit, I think, 2,500. It's gonna, it'll be close, but this time we're ahead of the curve instead of behind, which oh, is nice. Nice. So, on that note, thank you all very much. Hope you're having a great show. I gotta run, so. Thank you for giving us a place to play. Yeah. Any other Friday night games? Right here. Yo. Yo. Mo. I ran out of my game, my uh, card game. Card games are suddenly cool now and sexy. Um, <laughs> well, I like that tempo slow down. Do that some more. My game is called A Bullet in a Blank. It's a uh, For the Queen hack where you play cowboys, desperados even, standing on Main Street, five minutes to noon, working out your emotional problems. <laughs> With your hands on your gun. It's called a bullet in a blank. Somebody <laughs> might get shot. Um, it was a great game. Uh, we talked about how uh, we shared women and uh, got drunk, and um, somebody did something to a horse. It was a little. It was a little. It was a little Allegedly. <laughs> it was a sick horse. <laughs> And I think, I think two guys fell in love. So um, it was a great game, and uh, I don't see any of the people who played here today. But, uh, yeah, bullet in a blank. Fun stuff. Is it out, or are you still developing? Uh, still developing. Cool. Awesome. What did you learn? Yeah, ask him what he learned. What did you learn? <laughs> um, I learned that maybe I'm too old, because uh, a lot of people don't know Westerns. And so, um, maybe I need more prompts. Okay. You know, I, I think horse thieving and bar fighting seem pretty simple to me. You need a hat. Maybe I just need a hat. Props. And a scarf. A scarf. Bandanas. Yeah. For banditos. I like it. Like the Duke. Da ha, da ha. <laughs> you know, me and John Wayne share the same birthday. Do you really? Yes. Why are you still well, alive? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and tell, tell them about Shibuya Nights while you're here. Oh, Shibuya Nights is uh, a anime-based RPG that uh, should be coming out any week now. Oh, good. Um, awesome. I, I'm getting a uh, it, it's uh, awesome game powered by the Apollo. Powered by the Apocalypse, and it's it's uh, I just got a Forged in the Dark designation, and. Uh, so, um, 
yeah, people like it, and it's fun. It's, uh, it's kind of like Blades in the Dark without the raping and the killing and the drug dealing and the kidnapping and the murder. Who are you playing Blades in the Dark with? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I think all that's funny, fun, but, you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, explaining some of this stuff to my seven-year-old, so. You may not want to tell people you think Inside voice, inside voice. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, any other Saturday games? Yeah. No, I did Friday night. Oh, Friday, yeah, I'm sorry, Friday night. Still Friday night. Yeah. Pitter patter. <laughs> uh, in it to win it. What? Many games make light work. Uh, hi. Hello. Um, who am I? Uh, my name is Adam. Uh, what do I do that makes me famous? Uh, I know the creators of Moment of Truth, Demigods, and Decima. Um, and uh, Lighthearted and Great American Novel. <laughs> And um, and I know Dave too, but um, anyway, uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> yes, very like private. Also, Shay, hi. I love you. I love you. No, I I uh, I ran an uh, an ill advised game on Saturday night um, because Friday night, Friday night. Um, uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, no, I was told that I was running demigods for people. This was kind of like the, the after hours off the books thing. Um, and there ended up being um, uh, seven players. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and then, uh, and then uh, two other people showed up, and so I turned them into PC adversaries. Um, it turns out, like, ten people is too many people to run a game with. Really? What? So, yeah. So, yeah. Even if you have the creator of the game playing along with you, ten people is too much. Don't. It was, Demigods is a really good game, and it's very easy to run. Don't do it with ten people. It never ends. Eight would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If Brian had come back without Kadev, it would have been great. <laughs> It was my room. <laughs> I'm just saying, what game have you created and kickstarted lately? So. Oh. Okay, so uh, that's what I learned. Bye. Thank you. Any other Friday games? Go. Um, you have a lot of pokey pins. Oh my god! So Friday uh, early afternoon, I got to finally play in a Dave Kazay game, Uh-oh. which Ooh, was yes. absolutely fantastic. Uh, the guy is um, amazing, like Dave Kazay. And so he was he was testing a new game uh, based on the for the Queen, right? Yeah, Descendant of the Queen. They're calling it now, I guess. Um, but it was uh, mob. It was like the uh, like the the Italian mob was how how it worked, and the ending was are you, who's going to be the dawn of the family, right? And it was so much fun, and everyone hated me, and it was fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, that's true. We did kill you, Joey, but it was in the best way. I think. <laughs> um, but it was really fun, um, and I can't wait for the game to actually come out so I can buy it. And like everyone played that is here, basically. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I feel like the whole game was here, but he 
put a cool twist on it that really invigorated the end of the game for me. Oh, really? I liked it a lot, yeah. Cool. And, yeah, our, our, our game, it was Italian, but it could be any organized crime syndicate. Is and how did you feel about me, Mom? I'm not your mother. <laughs> and that's why you're dead. <laughs> Is it called For the Capo de Tutti Capa? It's just The New Don. That's a good title. All right. So I, I have a question about it. Um, I know he introduced like a voting mechanic at the end. How did that play out? It's a fascinating deal because it's about you, you only have one card and half of it says vote and the other half says kill. <laughs> and you put it face down on the table in front of the person you're either voting for or killing. And then all are revealed at the same time. And, but you only have the one card. So if you really hate that guy, and it looks like maybe he's getting votes, you got to put that kill out there. Um, and there's no coming back from kill, right? right? If someone puts kill in front of you, you're dead. There's no, oops, I dodged, ha-ha, I lived, nothing. So it was... It's a veto. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Permanent veto. Long yeah. term. Uh, but it, it worked out interestingly. Cool. Like, it was a cool twist on it. I liked it a lot. Excellent. All right, anyone else have any comments on it? No? Going once, one, twice? Done. Okay. Uh, other Friday night games? And then I'll talk about mine. That's it? Okay. I ran... Can you see me? Okay. I ran uh, Mongoose Traveler, second edition, uh, a game in the Exodus setting. Um, and this one was uh, called... We're from Exodus, we're here to help part two. <laughs> Why is there a part two, Stu? Well, part one was at Rainbow Railroad. Oh, yeah. And I used the same horribly broken, randomly generated PCs as the first time. I didn't give them names You're or anything. You're an asshole, Stu. I know. I, uh, and and I, I, I've told the story before, haven't I? I don't remember. I started making characters. I found a webpage that will like randomly make Mongoose Traveler characters. So I made like two or three characters, and I'm looking at them like, wow, this guy's like missing a limb, and his strength's been dropped down to two, and... Well, this guy's missing a limb, too, and his strength is one. Holy shit. <laughs> this guy doesn't have any endurance left. Oh, man. And so I better keep making characters. And they just kept getting worse. <laughs> and then, like, the last two were, like, almost competent. So I had six. So I put them all out. And you guys pick mostly the most broken characters yeah. because they're more interesting to play. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, this, this particular adventure was... Um, a party sent to a planet where there's uh, a religious cult that, uh, that within that cult there is there are hiding people who are suspected of being terrorists that are um, uh, they believe that jump drives sever the membrane between our reality and a reality that is far more horrific. So uh, they they and and there just happens to be a, an experimental jump ship in in system that they're preparing to send to somewhere else, and that was a red herring. The real thing was that they were spies from, from the Russian Confederation who were there because they'd found a derelict spacecraft, and they were basically coming back to take the thing to cash in on it. And the party figured that out about almost three-quarters of the way through the adventure. They Eventually. Kept, they kept going back <laughs> towards the terrorist thing, terrorist thing, and there's no evidence for the terrorist thing. There's just this coincidence. And then finally they're like, hey, wait a minute. I think it was, I think it was Mo. He's like, Wait. And they started checking timelines, and they realized, oh, no, these are two separate events that have nothing to do with each other. So they, they end up going 
and they, they they figure out deduce where this this derelict spacecraft is being is hidden. They go there, and they sort of citizen arrest all of the all of the uh, the retired Russian spacers. <laughs> no, not really. You really we, we had the guns. <laughs> you did have you had the guns, and you had a ship in orbit, which is a big gun, and. Uh, and then they then they they're like, hey, let's go ahead and and I had designed this final scene for when they go on to the derelict spacecraft, and I've never had this happen before. Uh, you're, he 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 opened. They figure out a way to open the door, and it's small. So this is a small species that had made this craft. Goes inside the thing. He can't see because it's dark. So he turns the light on his vac suit on, and he sees movement way down the hallway. And he's like, nope. <laughs> turns the light off, goes back outside, shuts the door, game over. <laughs> now, this may have been because the characters they had had already lived very hard lives. <laughs> so That's really what it came down to. It was... All of us was like watching the worst equipped people to be employed by anyone <laughs> trying to solve a mystery. And like at the end of the day, I was some dude that I was a double veteran. Uh, I'd been in the Navy and the Marines. Right. Uh, but in between, I had lost 10 points of strength due to horrible injuries. <laughs> I had one point of strength left. It was enough to drag myself along slowly. Uh, yeah, you, were, you were totally great with the ship guns. Yeah. Oh, I'm an expert ship gunner. Let me tell you. I was, I, I, was miss, I was missing some organs. Like, it was great fun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did so, we succeed on any check that no, night? No. I don't think you did. Yeah. No, I don't think you did. You mostly just reasoned the whole thing out. And as far as what I, lessons I learned from the thing... Uh, Red herrings, I've, I've always, I've said for a decade now, red herrings are a real dangerous thing. And I kept thinking, this is going to be another red herring nightmare where they're never going to let go of it. And it's just going to keep going. And finally, right near the end, they went, wait a minute, things aren't adding up quite right. To be fair. To be fair. All of our, <laughs> all of our intelligence scores were under five combined. Yep. <laughs> That is correct. Uh, My, so they took him the A team. It sounds like. Oh yeah. Well, we had decided that our ships were all the ships in this corporation that was owned by a trillionaire were named after the children of the trillionaire, but he only has like five kids, so each ship has a number after it, and the the you know ours was the Elizabeth, you know the Elizabeth one. Those are the A team. We were Elizabeth twenty seven. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I said my strength was one. My highest stat was a seven. <laughs> it was, They're bad characters, but that's kind of yeah. the charm of, of Traveler sure. character creation. That charm, he says. <laughs> you get what you get, and you don't get upset, as my yeah. kid's primary, or preschool teacher used to say. So does anyone else have any comments on it? We move on to Saturday. No? We're good. Okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Special guest. Yeah. Right there. Okay. Sounds good. Oh. And how many Traveler games have you been in, sir? Uh, including uh, last night was one. 
Excellent. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Introduce yourself. One. Uh, Daryl Landers of Role Playing Games League. Okay. And what's going on with the RPGL? Uh, we, our website is launched, and right now we're trying to partner with every podcast, YouTube channel, and everybody to get them on our site. So that uh, just share a link to all those pages so everyone can find one spot and find everybody else. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. All for free. So please, come on down. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, RPGleague.com. Just the name says it all. Excellent. Excellent. Good question. <laughs> I usually remember to ask that. <laughs> if, uh, if we're doing Saturday games, I actually ran a game Saturday. So, yeah, myself. Uh, I ran City of Mist. Uh, one of the players was here. And what it was was a turf war of different gangs. Just And a new gaming gang had actually came into the turf. <laughs> And took over, right? And everyone was just like, well, where'd they pop up from and who are they? And uh, come to find out, the boss of the gang was this mysterious guy that was coming and leaving, and his name was Left, right? And the name of the gang would always tag their stuff with a, like, swirly seven, right? And uh, a ripply seven at the top. And uh, then they eventually were, like, hunting them down because the gang had stole some artifact from the museum, an, uh, an Asian artifact, and they go to the docks and find out that he's got a brother named Wright, and it's the Foot Clan. <laughs> and the guy leading the two is Shredder, who is looking for the artifact and everything. So it was, it was really good. They didn't really see it coming. One of them actually did see it. He saw the, the swirly seven, and he goes, yeah, and he's just like, well, that's a foot. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool. But he didn't give it away, so that that was the good thing. So everyone really enjoyed it. Awesome. Okay. Any lessons learned from that? Yeah, um, stay flexible. Uh, One of the characters had his mythos emerge for the first time in the game, and I had to be really, really flexible to bring his, like, the persona of his character about and understand his persona playing the first time he's ever even played City of Mist. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just staying super flexible. And at the end, he shook my hand and said, I did a good job. Good job of actually incorporating him being completely new to having powers. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Hey, Thanks thank for coming, you guys. Man. I appreciate it. Woo! Okay, role play win. Saturday morning. Saturday morning games. Who ran a game on Saturday morning they would like to talk about? I ran one the same one Saturday morning and afternoon, so I'll do afternoon. Well, it doesn't. Okay. That's a long game. Two games. Same scenario. Different players. Okay. He ties them to the table. He doesn't let them leave for two games, actually. <laughs> I know his tricks. The Christopher Gray method. Yep. <laughs> That's how I get my backers. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you go if you You can leave as link. soon as you sign into Kickstarter the on this computer. Sign the paper. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, so uh, Saturday morning. Down at uh, Games on Demand at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, cheers to Games on Demand. Yay! Uh, Yay! Um, I ran a redo of my Tales from the Loop meets the kids from Hadley's Hope, the Colony and Aliens uh, game, uh, which was actually a way more cautious this time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, (laughs) it was, um, it was also, 
like a little more hopeful. Like at the end, like most everybody survived. I mean, they're all about to die as soon as things go bad for the colony. But uh, it's it's kind of like ten candles that way. Like you all know where this is going to end up, but it's all about the journey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I always have fun playing it. It's not about the coffin. It's about the burial. Yeah. Or it's not about the funeral, it's about the wake. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, I'm a huge Tales from the Loop fan. Uh, the whole Year Zero engine is like my favorite thing in RPGs right now. Um, but I have a good time watching people playing kids dealing with horrible stuff. Uh, like it's statistically or academically. I no, I don't make kids play it, <laughs> so that makes it okay. <laughs> oh, I'm a winner. Okay, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as always, I have a great time with it. Um, it was kind of fun because um, I played with all people I haven't played with before. Oh, oh cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first. Uh, Mo was in my game. First time I've, uh, I mean, I played with him last night for the first time ever. There you go. And I ran a game for him now for the first time. Um, but all the other players were new to me. Cool. Players. Uh, and it was fun. I had a good time. I watched everybody having a really good time exploring their kid. Excellent. How uh, they're going to react and what they're going to do. Stop. <laughs> a, a lesson learned? Uh, the lesson learned is if I want to continue doing this, I need to put in the work to actually mod the game a little more. Um, to actually like redo the character archetypes for character creation and give people some more like in theme ideas okay. uh, to help kind of visualize everything. And Are you sure you want to do that? Because that would get you dangerously close to being a game designer. Next Yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> It sounded like a good idea for a minute, but then Stu brought that up, and I'm out. Because <laughs> I don't want to get kicked around like all those game designers. Everybody looks at them and goes, wow, they're working hard and stuff. And I just go, oh, hey, let me play your game, because it's fun. <laughs> so I guess when everybody else around me runs out of good ideas, then maybe I'll decide something. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyone else want to talk about it? Uh, I was in that game, okay. and uh, it was pretty uh, pretty cool. I actually really love that movie, and as many games as there are going on about uh, aliens, um, I thought it was a really cool approach to play the kids going around, and uh, you knew what was going to happen, and uh, he, he kept it heightened and exciting, and yeah. Um, it, it wasn't as weird as it sounded. <laughs> These were also the first kids ever that decided to go out and find the alien spacecraft. Oh, really? They stole a buggy and they went on a drive. uh, And ended up all the way out there climbing up into the pilot chair with the giant alien that's been killed. And, yeah. 
Then they freaked. They didn't actually get to the egg room. I was worried. I was like, <laughs> short game. I was like, you got. Oh man. Okay. How's this going to turn out? Because one of the one of my tenets for running that game every time is don't put the kids in the same room as the alien, right? Because right. as soon as that happens, then kids are slaughtered, and that's not the game I'm trying to run. Are you sure? Yeah. What if they Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Maybe you could replace sharks or guns with aliens. <laughs> aliens or aliens. Yeah. Aliens and aliens. No, it's alien and aliens. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh. Yeah. I was just going to say, do Paxton I have to, and Paxton, you know, and just go. I have to go write that now, don't I? Yeah. You have three hours. Guess Dave won't. Thanks, everybody. You gave another designer guy an idea so I can play something else. Damn it! <laughs> another designer gets his wings. Saturday Saturday morning games. Any more Saturday uh, morning games? I ran a Saturday morning game. Go. Uh, I ran Lighthearted on the Happy Jack stream. Yeah! yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Lighthearted is a game written by uh, the marvelous Katie Potts and myself. Um, it is it is about... Oh, get screwed! No, clap for her. <laughs> clap for her. Um... Lighthearted is a game about uh, college kids uh, coming of age in a magical 80s alternate uh, world where magic is real and it looks like neon rainbows. <laughs> yeah, basically. Gem and the Holograms, Xanadu, that kind of thing. But uh, instead of, instead of like, technology, you got magic. So that's the game. Um, so we played, uh, I set up, I, I basically I prepped a pun. I took I I, I, I I set up I spent two and a half hours setting up a, a a joke and then I feel like I paid it off. Actually it was Kate's idea, so you have you have her to thank. Her joke. Um so the uh the game was uh all the it was rivalry week between El, El Camino Community College of Magic and Technology and the uh BU, which is like the Ivy League, the other magic school, which is all the like jerks who have too much money and, and you know power and they Chad get to wizards. fucking Chad <laughs> wizards. <laughs> so so we we open up with with all the characters like walking through the quad when and you know showing off who they are and one of them is you know handing out pamphlets about I don't know how mascots are cruelty to animals or something like that. And 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 running running everyone off. So that was nice cuz it got them to clear the quad. So everybody had like run away from this protester uh to just leave the PC standing there before the giant bull statue uh which was the actual mascot uh as it came to life and uh and charged at them. So we had we opened with like a big them trying not to die when this uh giant metal bull was was running them down. Um it still didn't feel like a fight even though there was like combat kind of well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it was a fight, but it wasn't a competition. <laughs> um, so eventually, like, they ran off the bull and um, got pulled into the dean's office, uh, who's, like, berating them until I was able to drop, if you mess with the bull, you get the horns. God. Two and a half hours in, because it's, like, character creation and lighthearted. <laughs> takes about an hour and a half when you get through all the tangle or the ties and everything so yeah i was pretty proud of uh nailing that because they i feel like they didn't see it coming so it was a bullseye yeah yeah that's funny i appreciate that that's dad humor yeah. Uh, if you are interested in finding out more about Lighthearted, you can go to lighthearted.games, 
uh, to go and uh, download the PDF. It's like less than five bucks. Excellent. Lightheartedgames.com? Huh? Lighthearted.games. Lighthearted.games. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I didn't know there was a games. Yeah. All right. Uh, Saturday morning games? Going once? Going twice? I played it. Huh? I played it. If you want to talk about it real quick, come on. How are you, Brian? I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, right. Hi. I'm Brian. I'm, I guess I do all the design stuff that Dave doesn't do. Um, uh, so I played in this game, I don't know if you've heard about it, called Decima, which is being kickstarted right now. What's Decima? What? I'm glad you asked this question. Decima what? Decima. who? Deca, yes. Now, Decima is a card, almost a tarot card game that you play before you run your game. Don't make me start with you. Hey, listen, so you run this game before you play your game, and it creates character connections and the entire game world, and it's great, and you should kickstart it now. Right now. But in any event, we put... And it's goldenlassogames.com. Slash Kickstarter. Slash Kickstarter. What they said. It's at the bottom of your screen right now. Anyway. So we played, a, oh, yeah. we played Decima, and we created a... Uh, it was, we decided it was, we were going to be on a, a sci-fi show, sort of like Firefly. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but the, the part that endeared it to my heart, it was basically like if you took Firefly and you crossed it with Weekend at Bernie's, because the captain had died, and we faked that he was still alive, because we wanted to keep the ship. And yeah, and I, it may or may not show up in fiction at some point soon. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Brian. Any, any more Saturday morning games? Saturday morning games going once, going yes. twice? Go. I, uh, I played that same game, uh, and it, it, that's the most accurate explanation. What ever. game was that again? Uh, it was called, wait, I know this. Um, oh, yeah, Decima. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Decima, it's a goldenlassogames.com slash Kickstarter. Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, no, but it was, it, was, it was fun as hell, and it had such... It was such a weird premise that none of us saw coming. Like it was like as the cards were going, we're like, I don't know what what do we do? It, it's an AI. It's an AI, and it's our owner. Okay, yeah, we're going to weekends of Bernie's. This like it it really turned into like a completely insane thing. But it was still super fun and sounded like something you all wanted to play. So it was really cool. Now, were you expediting or GMing the game? No, I was just there for fun. Because you had someone else expedite or GM at one point, did you? Oh, today he did in the afternoon. Oh, he did in the afternoon. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll get to the afternoon in a second. Unless you want to talk about it right now. Because this game yeah. was so popular and so many people showed up, they had to have run two games simultaneously. Yeah. I, for a little background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all know. Um, <laughs> uh, but we went uh, right before the game started. I was standing there looking, trying to pick a game to play. And there's these, this couple there standing there like, oh, what's this? It's, it's DECA something. And like, they're like looking at I'm like, it's really great. You should play. And they're like, but the names are already full. And I'm like, trust me, she'll find a spot for you. It's really cool. You oh, need to do it. Oh. And so then I go down to, to, to Games on Demand. It's completely full. There's a million people. There's a million games going on. And I'm like, this looks really cool, but I think I'm going to go hang out somewhere else. So I, I walk away, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go take pictures of Kimmy playing Dekuma. I walk by the door, and I hear Kimmy, Verk, come in here. <laughs> teacher voice. I'm like, okay. You actually nailed that Kimmy teacher Yes, Mrs. Kimmy. Like, that was a really good impression. Thank you. Yeah. 
so I walk in and Kimmy's like standing there and she has two full tables of people playing Dekama. And she's like, can you run for me? I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's like running between she's like split the mag like the, the markers like it's totally insane I'm like sure I'll do this I've played once um, but like <laughs> yeah legitimately I was I was lured as I walked by um, but no it was super cool and the people were really into it and like the game it really just laid itself out super well and um, it went so well that at the end of it I'm like and it's a Kickstarter at goldenlassogames.com slash Kickstarter. The girl at the table literally pulled out her phone and goes, okay, I'm going to back it right now. And she backed it. <laughs> like, uh, but it was really cool seeing these people because none of these people were Happy Jacks people. None of these people like are kind of what you, I guess, we, we normally play with like uh, the group, right? These were all new people. And all of them were so into it and so fascinated by the concept. And we created a super weird alien world where the aliens were sacrificing other people so that they could heal their own. And mm-hmm. one of the players went native and was like, yeah, let's sacrifice people. And it was, it, was, uh, it was really intense, but really fun. It worked out really good. And they had a great time. So cool. Awesome. Well, if only they could have gold leaf. Wait, how close are we to the gold leaf cards? Hold for the update. One second. Sorry. Oh, wait. Here. Actually, this this will be much faster. Because we're going to have pitchforks if we don't get gold leaf. <laughs> they want gold leaf. Uh, we just passed uh, 27,700. So <laughs> when, we, when we hit 30,000, that's when we get the pretty gold cards. So. for Oh, for Dekuma. What's that? What? It's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the R&D for your RPG. <laughs> Jim. Jen. Oh, Jen? No. Did you want to talk about it or no? You don't have to. Come on down. Who are you and what do you do that makes you famous? Uh, I am Jen and I am not at all famous. I differ a little bit. I'm impressed. No, I, 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 I don't beg. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with your art stuff. Oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah. We all know you. Be famous then. Oh, okay. I am locally famous for. Because <laughs> we only have celebrities on the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Um, so I played the other half of the afternoon Decima session, and uh, while you guys were sacrificing aliens, uh, we were a mob family in a 20s Cthulhu cultist-run wow. city. Nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. We were terrible, terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we were in this town that was... They also had all of these cultists in it, and I'm pretty sure that we were more evil than the Cthulhu cultists. Uh, Someone needs to show them the way. Yeah. One, in fact, one of the prompt cards came up. It was saying something about, uh, you have crossed a line. And we were like, no, we've already crossed all the lines. We got that covered. 
So, uh, yeah, it went really well. Everybody seemed to have a great time. Um, I don't know if anybody at the table actually backed the game right there, so you may have beat us on that one, but, yeah, it was really good. Excellent. Any more Saturday games? Saturday yeah, games. Uh, well, two. I, I ran the same scenario twice. Uh, so uh, my game, the Great American Novel, is uh, should be in people's hands by now. So I, I made a new game um, based on the Great American Novel called The Great American Witch. And this is really my... Tr- <laughs> <laughs> is it really my tribute or my answer to World of Darkness? Uh, kind of building uh, uh, that horror fantasy over uh, around witches instead of vampires. And um, I ran the same scenario uh, in the morning and the afternoon. And the scenario was uh, 1994, um, Los Angeles, and Sarah, yeah, <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin was having a concert at the Hollywood Bowl that day. And uh, you know, and that's basically the setup. And so, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed both sessions. And I, um, I, it's just like my jam. I really, really like this game. It really elevates Great American Novel, um, and it does a lot of things that I wish World of Darkness did. Uh, and the focus is entirely on uh, the character arcs and their journey. And 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 so it's just, it's just it was really exciting. It was really cool to see badass witches. You're taking names, and that was that was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I was very happy with how that went. Cool, excellent. Uh, and is that still in development? What's that? Is it still in development? Yeah, it's in alpha right now. Okay. Um, I'm going to have playtesting available at greatamericanwitch.com as soon as I get my act together. So, okay, <laughs> maybe Tuesday. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> that's that's so last con. <laughs> so um, uh, Adam and Joey were in that game, which I think is why it was so good. So if you would like to talk about, do either it. of you want to come up here and talk about it? <laughs> you know, you've come up twice now. Joey hasn't come up. Oh, you are coming up. Okay, because I'm like, he's the shy one. That's not true. <laughs> That's impossible. You're out of the band. <laughs> I don't, no, no, no! I don't mean that. I only came up once. No, now is twice. This is now twice. Yes. Yes. Wow. I am actually sober, which is not something that usually happens when I'm here. Role playing now, right? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Hi. Um, uh, So yeah. So I'm Adam, and you know what makes me famous? Hi, I'm Joey, and I'm just famous in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we uh, we played in uh, the Great American Witch the afternoon session. Uh, it was truly amazing. I didn't think that uh, uh, Christopher Gray could improve upon Great American Novel because I'm pretty sure that it's one of the perfect games out there, and I've been dying to play more of it. Um, yeah, it's it's really good, y'all. It's really good. The fact it's an alpha is mind boggling. Like it feels almost ready to start kickstarting now. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just. It's solid. Uh, it it f- puts together the feel exactly like you want it to feel. It's like, and you could. I I felt like we could have gone a lot of different directions with it, and uh, like you could go craft, you could go Buffy, you could go Encharmed, you could go. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you could go really dark, but uh, but yeah, we went. Can we you went. Go bewitched? Yeah, I yeah, think probably. you could. Bed, dogs, and broomsticks. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, they're they're a bit more follow, powerful. Follow your rich. heart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think you actually could probably do a comedy game with it, um, but um, I don't know that it would be as fun. It's uh, it really it's, it's similar to World of Darkness in the way it it really digs into the serious themes and really gives you an opportunity to explore deep uh, characters. Uh, who could be very, very flawed if you wanted them to. Um, we, d- we didn't really have very flawed characters in our session, but, uh, but that was okay. Yeah. And the, the research he's done so far is into the different types of witches and where their power comes from is really, really well done. Like, you have multiple different uh, magic backgrounds, and it doesn't feel like kind of a, a rank and file, oh, yeah. fill in your culture here. There's a lot of research, right. and you, you really feel like Oh, even if I don't know anything about this culture, reading this character sheet, I at least have a, a basis of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, diversity, inclusion, intersectionality is all there. And it's it was a really nice change from what you usually see in a game about witches. So, yeah. Yeah, we we really loved it. Well, what Joey's talking about is the uh, the witches have a craft which is designed based upon uh, a, a certain tradition, usually a powerful goddess. Uh, so you had things like Lilith and uh, the spider grandmother, and some of these more, uh, and they're personified in the in the craft. So you get to choose which one you go with. Really I think was. it's fun. It is so much fun to run. Yeah, it was really cool and and honestly very simple. Uh, and it's uh, it, it very you know it, it's not very complex uh, in terms like it's not a lot of rules to learn. It's not a lot of uh, structure you have to pick up or figure out. It was it's very much like here's what you do and here's you can do it. And it's uh, and it was very freeing in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminds me a bit of like in PBTA when you get your playbook, you kind of like oh, this is what the story this character is going to tell because that's what the way the playbook is made. This is really wide open for you. And I had no idea where the character was going to go when I started. I love where she ended up. But there's something in the playbook that told me, oh, that's what was going to happen from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Yay. Any more Saturday games? Saturday games going once, going... I got one. Alien. Go. <laughs> It'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> it's comedy, and I helped. Uh, so, if it makes me laugh, everybody will wait. Uh, so, uh, uh, for the 2 o'clock slot on the stream, uh, so those of you out there in Internet land can tune in and watch it. Um, those of you listening later, you'll hear 95% of it. <laughs> 98, 98, yeah, yeah. Maybe it, it's all my bad. I forgot to push a button and Stu's going to murder me later. But uh, So, um, for the 2 o'clock slot on the stream, I decided to run the actual Alien RPG uh, that's been put out this year by the Free League Publishing in Sweden. Uh, the same people that made Tales from the Loop and all the other games that use that Things tool. from the Flood? Things from the Flood and Mutant Year Zero and uh, Forbidden Lands. Um, multiple Emmy Award winning Free League Studios. They're the best in the industry right now. They are just the bee's knees. Uh, so... <laughs> How old are you? My grandfather would approve with your appellation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, everybody here knew what I meant and laughed about it. So maybe I'm not the only old person here. So uh, 
I got the Alien book and I read through it, and I fell in love with the changes to the baseline stat plus skill system uh, that was in Tales from the Loop, and they introduced this stress mechanic that I love. Like, I want that kind of thing in almost every game I play now because I liked it when I read it, and having run the game for people, I love it even more. Like, I want to go stand in the street and yell at people driving by on Century Boulevard, like, you people need to come in here and see this because it's real good. dice! <laughs> It's dice, and, and, you know, for those people out there that love playing games that make you roll a lot of dice, people end up rolling a lot of dice. You're welcome. So, but it nails a tone of you might be equipped with the coolest guns that humanity has, but there's crazy shit out there in the galaxy. And it really did a good job. And I ran the like sort of bonus adventure that came with the pre-order uh, called Cherry to the Gods. Um, and I got so into the first... It's basically divided into three acts. Mm-hmm. And I got so into the first act of letting the players explore a, a derelict ship that I just wanted it to keep going, and I got distracted, and then I was like, oh, shit, we've got an hour left. Uh, I mm, Okay, let's start moving this along. Uh, so we didn't actually get through all of the story, uh, but it really does a good job with the slow like exploration and the pace of it, and when you find weird stuff, you get stressed. And when weird aliens come busting out of people's heads, you get stressed. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it it does a great job with that. And at some point, I really want to do like a full-on, like, everybody's a colonial marine and you're all armed to the teeth. But it might not help. Right. Um, it's... I'm really excited about doing it in the future. Awesome. It's absolutely not going to help. Absolutely not going to help. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do differently, or did something? Uh, well, the thing I would do differently is it's all about pacing. Yeah. Or if it wasn't a streamed con game, I would. If it was our home game, and I was sitting down with everybody to play it, I would be like, "Great, we made it through that. I'll see you guys next week." Right. Uh, and we would keep we would keep playing through, and right. it would be like a great two or three session game. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll have to collect people from all over all over California and be like, everybody, come on in. Let's play some more. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Um, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. 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 All of us. I hope you're ready to run a 12-person game. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Like, this is one game. Honestly, this is one game that... I feel like this is one game that, even with 12 people, it's not going to help. Like, so, I've talked before about how I, the thing I find fascinating about the Call of Cthulhu game system is that almost every RPG is an empowerment fantasy, right? You get to be a superhero, you get to be a magician, you get to be a crazy strong barbarian. Whatever it is, you're great. You're something extra. But in... 
Call of Cthulhu, and now in this system, you're not. This is disempowerment kind of a game where, like, oh, guess what? The world is dark and full of terrors, and you have hardly any effect on it. But you can tell a really good story. And watching people work in that framework is a ton of fun. Excellent. Uh, any other f- Saturday games? Saturday games going once, going twice. Sold, American. Uh, what time is it? It is 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock? Whoa. Our show. Whoa. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Can I? I didn't talk. Then come up here. Then come up here. <laughs> Real quick. Does anybody know anything about dice? Right. <laughs> you can plug Dice Envy. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's up? It's a Bria. What? You don't actually hire people. Am I not getting Not coming back, which is the best part. Wow! I haven't seen that shade before. Thank you for joining wait, us. Wait, wait. In, in all seriousness, there's one more game I forgot I want to talk about because I ended up playing it Thursday night. Um, and it uh, Joe, who's been down in Games on Demand all day today, he did uh, For the Queen, Descended from the Queen hack, where you are people that are going on a journey. And he was inspired by the original ad that Shackleton put out when he was looking for people to join him that is... Uh, oh, damn it. Now I forgot. Ret- yeah, survival in doubt. Right. Right. Survival not promised. Yeah. It is literally my Survival online. <laughs> but uh, it's, it was a game where we ended up playing, and we played with way too many people. It was uh, 10 of us playing the game, and he really did a good job with the questions that he was asking. And basically, he had, like, eight sort of preset journeys that we were going on. And we ended up picking, we were on a journey to slay a god. Oh. Okay. Um, Reasonable. And, no, no, like, we, we as a group picked which one we were going on. Um, and then we got around to Tomes sitting on the couch. It was his turn. And his, one of his clarifying questions was, so, what kind of Muppet are you? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so, we all... Had... That's a big wrench right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it turned into this really weird... And then, like, it got more and more abstract from there. Like, it turned into, like, okay, so we're all Muppets. And we talked about... Each of us sort of talked about what kind of Muppet we were. And then... Uh, I had come on this journey to get away from my family 
and my family, we thought we were the genetically superior Muppets because we were like the Swedish chef. We had human hands. Uh, and then... Like, I was trying to get out of that, and, like, the end of the game for my character was I ended up cutting off my hands with an obsidian knife <laughs> and bleeding to death on screen on the Muppet Show that was being broadcast. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it got real dark and real weird, but it was a brilliant time. Like, people all just ran with it, and... That's one of my favorite things about coming to this convention is that the people you find, and most of the people around that table I'd never met before, and all those people were just ready to go with it. Like, we're just, we're in, we're playing this game, we're, we're going to have a weird time, and at the end of it we're going to laugh and talk about it for hours. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks again, Con. <laughs> Excellent. It's time to light the candles. It's time to read the rights. It's time to summon demons on the Muppet Show tonight. (laughs) So, hi, I'm Pooja. Hi, Pooja. No, I just wanted to say that this is my first strategic hunt. And I wanted to clue into something that Dave had just said about how, like, despite not knowing a bunch of people around the table, you came in, people were ready to go, and you really get an experience that people will talk about that I'll be thinking about. I played in a couple of games that I never thought I would play in um, <laughs> just over the course of today. Because <laughs> I always want to play in a 10-person Demigods game. <laughs> more apps. That's all I have to say. <laughs> More apps. more apps, but but the the ex- <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> uh, but that the experiences that we get to have with people who are open and supportive of this hobby that we have, and the stories that we get to tell together are like a really great um, experience. And I just wanted to say thank you and thank y'all for convincing me to come. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Bring it home Jim. Jim Bring it home Can I have a seat on my stage Jim First of all Thank you all for attending so much And for running stuff And for making this uh, our most, most successful convention so far, which is fantastic. And I was, as a personal note, seeing a whole lot of new faces in this convention in every department. Uh, I mean, I was, I've been in a lot of HQs, and I've had more of like, okay, this is my first time here, so I want to know, okay. And that, you're like the 15th person that's told me this is my first time here. So, you know, that's probably to do why we're doing so well right now. So the, we're getting the word out, and I want to thank all of you guys for helping me do that and uh, bringing the type of quality players and curious creative people or, and, or just lunatics in um, <laughs> to, to, to make uh, creepy, funny, weird, off-the-wall, nowhere-else-can-you-possibly-imagine-this-kind-of-shit-going-on stories. Uh, and I wish these walls could talk. And, and, I, and I really wish that there, there was some way for me to create some kind of lexicon of these great uh, 
uh, experiences that you guys have all created here. And that's what I love about gaming, and that's what I love about this convention, and that's what I love about this hobby. You come here to create those things. You don't come here to passively absorb content. You're creating your own content here, spontaneously as you go. And if you don't think that's a wonderful fucking thing and so incredibly unique and badass, then maybe you're not appreciating what you're doing because each and every single one of you is brilliant. Uh, Almost all of you I've gamed with actively and I've never... I feel humbled sometimes just being in the presence of, of, of people like that, where they, they just come up with something so incredibly brilliant in the moment, on the spot, that it nearly almost breaks me. Uh, and, and, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's a common thing, you, and you never get used to it. It's one of those, it's like the perfect heroin, because you don't, you know, it, it gets you high every single time, and the high is just as good as the next. Uh, so uh, thanks so much for that. One of, the, one of the great things that we have here is the fact that we have so many different types of people here that there are so many different perspectives on how to be creative and how to tell these stories and different backgrounds that bring different things to these and different ideas to these games. And that's one of the things that I'm very, very, very proud of about this convention. And one of the steps that I'm, do- that I'm trying to promote to bring that forward is uh, bringing in uh, uh, a lady called S- uh, Stacey Delarfano and her organization, Contessa, uh, who uh, basically simply goes all over the place promoting uh, you know, uh, inclusiveness, diversity, uh, and basically not being an asshole and having fun with everybody that you meet. Uh, and she is just a fantastic powerhouse, wonderful, wonderful woman, and I am so proud to have her here with us, and I, I highly, highly uh, um, suggest that you go ahead and look her up online. Look up uh, Contessa. Uh, I think it's ContessaRocks.com uh, is, is the website. And uh, Sorry, just to clarify, the pronouns for Stacey, are they them? Are they them? Yeah. I, am, I apologize. Oh, sorry. Um, but um, it's a great organization. It's great. It's, uh, it's worth your time uh, and energy. Tessa dot rocks. There you go. Um, and uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping to build a really good relationship with her and have an area where I can provide for her to basically bring a bunch of bring people in and know that they have a, a good safe space to be able to ex- express themselves and have fun with other people that are like minded. Um, and uh, so, I hope that that. Any, if anybody ever walked into uh, San Lorenzo F, she was in there. She's been in there all weekend, and she's going to continue to be in there. So, uh, go over there and check her out. Check out our website. She's really awesome. Uh, any feedback from you guys? Because this is uh, actually becoming a all games on demand department now, because <laughs> <laughs> Tomes bring in, brings in so many new people and, and does so much cool stuff that uh, that that I. I, I I started three departments pretty much in, in, this, in this convention, and all of them are, are like expanding like crazy and having a whole bunch of success. So, you know, I feel like a proud papa. Uh, and uh, I, I want to thank all of you again. And that's pretty much all I had to say, unless anybody wants to ask me any questions about what's going on. Real quick, Jim. Yeah. What can we do to help make the con better? Um, okay, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I think that the... the answer to that question is an explanation of what makes this con great. And what makes this con great is uh, volunteers. It's people that come in here, run events. It's people that uh, come up to me and say, I have an idea for something that we might want to do that's a little bit different. It's uh, people that want to devote their time not only to solely to their entertainment here, but they want to 
push that forward and provide entertainment for other people uh, by doing things that sometimes suck. Because really, there are people here that are the unsung heroes of, of this convention, the people that work registration, the people that work vendor room, uh, the, the, the people that do the jobs that basically handle the money, because they have to be there the entire con. And if we don't have enough people devoted to do that, those people are there 10 hours a day, not playing any games or doing anything, just sitting behind a desk. Um, so what I, would, uh, what I would ask, if anybody's interested in, in making sure that this, this convention runs smoothly and people don't burn out, that are brilliant, doing a great job, that just get tired of it and have to leave, to maybe donate four hours of their time to uh, do something and, uh, and, and help us out and help us keep this organization running the way that it is running and servicing this community, community the way it's servicing the community. Uh, because really it's a very solid core group of about 12 to 15 people that do most of the stuff around here uh, that really, really is central and matters. Uh, uh, not just manning uh, HQs, and that's, that's very, very helpful, too. And running games, we wouldn't have a convention if we didn't have events, so that's a really good thing to do, too. Um, uh, but it's, it's those departments that don't get a lot of flash, that don't really, people don't see. There's sort of just these, this service that you go through and you really don't think, huh, somebody had to print all those badges. Somebody had to put them all in those little containers. Somebody had to put them all on the wall in alphabetical order. Somebody had to make sure that no duplicates in there. And then they had to sit there and collect your money and, and ask questions and, 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 you know, basically work real hard. So if anybody wants to spend maybe four or five hours a con helping us out with that kind of stuff, uh, the person to contact for, uh, for volunteers is uh, Carla Freeman. Uh, and if you go on our website and you go t and you just find who's who on the, on the about uh, tab, you'll find her email there. Tap on that. Throw her an email and let her know that you're willing to do some stuff. And if you have admin experience or have some whatever talent that you think that might uh, help us out, tell her about it. Maybe we might be able to find something for you to do, even if it's just if you're a photographer and want to walk around for a couple hours taking some pictures for us so we can put them up on the website. Whatever it is, if you have a talent and we can exploit it, we want to exploit you. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, and that would be my, my best answer. How we, and you guys can help us uh, run a better convention because the more people that you have that are passionate and committed to making sure this convention runs well, the more success we're going to have. And that's it. And I want to personally apologize to some people for missing a couple of games this weekend because I was overwhelmed with stuff to do. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Joey. I'm sorry. I love you, uh, but. Uh, uh, it, it is what it is, and that's basically my level of commitment. Uh, because playing in these games with these people, uh, for on, even if it wasn't in front of a camera, is literally one of the highlights of my life right now, and it makes me very happy. And I had to skip out on some of that to make sure that you guys had everything that you needed. So that's the type of people that we want working here, people that are committed to making sure that this goes off well. It's like putting on a show, you know, and uh, if you don't have everybody pitching and doing it right and somebody's off-key, the whole thing goes off poorly so yeah that's it anything else right. cheers all right uh thank you for joining us for season 26 episode 6 of happy jacks rpg podcast my name is Stu. i'm kurt i'm burke i'm chris i'm kadev i'm mo and live studio audience <laughs> and, and, <laughs> 
goldenlassogames.com slash kickstarter. Right? Okay. And, and thank you very much. And, uh, w- yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, Rainbow Road is still going on. Happyjacks.org slash rainbow. Happyjacks.org slash rainbow if you'd like to donate to the Rainbow Railroad. Uh, and that's going on probably f- um, week. One more week. <laughs> it's one month. It was one month. <laughs> one more week. One more week. One more week. <laughs> <laughs> one week more. Thank you very much. And because nine days. I, nine days. Nine days. <laughs> a week. Point. It isn't forgotten rounds. Three point <laughs> one three 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 three. <laughs> and I won't le- I won't leave you with a song because I'm at a hotel. Oh wait, no, I have Dropbox. I'll leave you with a song. Thank you. Sing it. Yeah. What do you want me to sing? And he's a laser-printed hero. That's all. He's a cast and lead. I don't remember the words anymore. It's been so long since I sang. And if this is her last stand, well, that's just how the story goes. No, not that one. Bye. And I'm sorry about that.